Hello everyone, it's Graham Cove with my third My Music of Today, which you might not know uh, unless you were following this all day long. Uh, you might be just streaming the one episode of this on Spotify. If you are, I'm so grateful that you're here and, and, and I'm thankful every single day for all of you that actually bother to listen. Um, I'm going to be speaking to the wonderful Val Flores in a minute, but first we're going to have this video, as always, from Analog Trash. Val, thanks for joining me. Where are you coming from today? Well, now I am based in Valencia, but I'm actually Mexican. So I've been living here for a year. Thank you for the invitation, by the way. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, listen, I want to get this one out of the way first, because listening to your voice, it's huge, right? And the music you make is incredibly big and theatrical. So I really need to know, because we've had a, a list of people from uh, the different people that have been on today, of people that have been quite influential to them, from Rudimental to Chase and Status, uh, to Boys to Men, Stevie Wonder. Uh, but one name that did come up earlier, who I think might be an influence of sorts on you, was Florence and the Machine. Am I right? Am I wrong? I've been told that a lot, but honestly, like, it's not part of my influences. I, it's It's been very weird, like, my influentials, like, inspiration, actually, because, you know, I grew up with classic rock music, but also with Spanish pop, like, Mexican pop. Oh. So I, I think it's a merge of everything, but it's very funny because I've been told that a lot lately since my last, my EP. So Maybe <laughs> it's the, you know, the dressing up and, the, you know, the, the, as I say, kind of the theatrics of it and, and the big voice as well. I mean, it's not a bad thing to have as someone that, you know, people are putting you on the pedestal with, is it, Florence and the Machine? Um, tell me then, I mean, I know absolutely nothing about kind of Mexican pop and whatever. So, so tell me. What sort of things were you listening to as uh, as you grew up, and and you know what what does that sound like? Okay, so when I was a kid, I uh, I think I enjoyed a lot like just love songs and like sad love songs, you know, and in a very transparent way. Like I knew nothing about them, but I just liked the storytelling side of it. So as I grew up with that Spanish pop, such as Hash or Laura Pausini, which is not Mexican but was really played in Mexico. Um, you know, this storytelling was my biggest inspiration. Then as I grew up and started, like, watching Hannah Montana or, like, mainstream pop from U.S., I kind of merged that and started writing songs in this way, whether love songs, whether sad love songs, or if I'm mad. Like, it's all based, like, in emotions and the colors I, I picture. So it can be pop mixed with alternative rock. It can be pop with really indie country vibe, you know. So it's all of a mix based on what I actually feel in the moment. Wow. Are you, are you from a quite a musical family yourself or? 
No, actually, I, I am the only one who, who is oh, like right. music in my family right now. My brother plays guitar for a part of that. Like I, I've been the only one pursuing a career since I was young. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you listen to this music then when you were young? I mean, if you did, did your parents listen to music at all or was it did you, yeah. did you have to find music outside of your house as well? Well, basically, my parents had different music tastes, like completely opposite. Like my dad listens to regional Mexican music, and I, I honestly don't don't like it. So I was always into my mom's side, and my mom was really diverse with like Phil Collins and like classic rock music, and then also the pop and international music too. So she like opened myself into exploring different genres throughout my my childhood, and then I stick to ballads and and pop and but also like always going back to my oldies but goldies you know so I think that's why it's a little bit of growth um yeah yeah and when did you first start to learn an instrument or or, or make music for yourself I started at the age of six to play the piano but I actually started songwriting around eight and honestly I didn't wow. like anything until I was around 15 like I, I just I was just practicing every day you know it took me a while yeah so did did you do like grades and stuff like that? Were you were you working your way up in terms of? Uh, was that at school that you studied? No, it was just particular uh, classes. But I actually took me a couple of years to convince my parents that I wanted to produce uh, to pursue like a career in music. So I I studied music production like in the end, you know, and then music business. But oh, so you were one of those that had to have that conversation with your parents, yeah. yeah. Uh, and music wasn't seen as necessarily a sensible career to pursue then um what what was it that they thought that you should go and do just out of interest because you clearly quite bright so what what you know what else were you good at school at um well I've always been like really into public speaking and like just developing my own brand and stuff so I thought they got convinced through that but also you know my strategic there was that the bachelor was in engineering too you know, so I was like, well, I'm going to be an engineer. <laughs> like, I, I have to study this. Like, it's better than studying any, any other thing. You know, I went through that like line. Honestly, I struggled a lot with the engineering side, but I actually like ended up liking it. But um, yeah, I just I've been really now a marketing girl and like just exploring this side of business at the same time, which is like how I feel my 360 career somehow. Um, but yeah, that's how I convinced them. <laughs> Oh, but maybe the engineering will come back and be really useful one day. Do you think? I mean, when you actually get famous and you're you're designing a massive stage set, you'll know how to engineer it. Yeah, I honestly feel really attracted to those things, so I would love to do that. Yeah, would you? You'd love to, like, you know, go. I'm going to have a massive spider, and it's going to come down, and it's going to crawl around the stage, and all of that. So, <laughs> I think be... I would want more the Taylor Swift style, you know, like just something safe and just moving around. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not extreme. Oh, <laughs> uh, in t in terms of in terms of how you go about writing, how how do you how do you start these days? How do you because these pieces are are very very big in terms of their soundscape so where does that start for you does it, is it literally just on the piano and just bare kind of essentials or it depends though but what happens more often is that i am carrying like a long emotion like during the day so at night i just explode in in, in my piano 
And I always play a song that I already have. Yes. I would play this one one song. I like it's just something really magical that that I love. I end up playing one of my songs, and then as soon as I finish, the first key I play is the first chord I'm gonna start writing with. So I just start from there, which is it's something really really weird, but I just like it, and then I start singing on top. So I build like the melody and the and the lyrics at the same time. If I'm having this emotional stuff going on. Yeah. That transparent way. Otherwise, it's a, a little longer process where I'm where I do just do the lyrics first and then I go to the piano. But honestly, I, I prefer having something transparent and just exploding in my in my music, you know. So that could be one of your own song. Is it always one of your own songs that you play first, or, or could that be somebody else's song? That, that... I don't know. I mean, I, I've been playing like for a while, but I always it just happens always before playing one of my songs. It's just like. Right. Because sometimes I take breaks, and I think that somehow reminds me of what I've gone through before. And it's yeah. like it's like a message to myself that okay, I, I did this one, I can do something better, or I can do a new thing. You know, it's it's just I think it's something really like psychology stuff inside. Yeah. So that means that this is going to really lend itself to at some point you producing a whole album. Yeah, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, and that's unusual these days because a lot of, you know, a lot of young people only want to produce like singles and, you know, that's the easier way to, to get stuff out, etc. But um, I guess with your kind of music, or I'd feel with your kind of music, it kind of would suit an album and exploring a whole range of emotions and coming out. But but if they if the song that you've just played is going to finish in one key... Etc., and then the next one's going to start in that. That could be a that could actually be a concept album, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I didn't refer to like the last key I play, it's just I just play a random key after, oh. and that's when I start with, you know, like, yeah, I see. Yeah. sorry, well, that's I, a good idea, though. I like that, I'll explore that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because what I was thinking is if, if, you, if you did that, so it's like, ah, and then that's the start of the next song, and you know, it carries on, then you'd end up with like a, a set of songs which could just run into each other and that would be wonderful yeah. and also it will really uh screw up all of the streaming platforms um i remember you know years ago when prince first did that with uh alphabet street like that that, that album etc and it was all just one track and he released it as one track so all of the songs went into each other but it was on the cd and everything else it was one track and that's brilliant you know because it was like nobody could burn it or they couldn't burn their one song off of it. It forced people to listen to the whole album. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. Do you, do you think that people don't spend enough time actually making time to sit and listen to music these days? I think we are used to listen to music anywhere. So I think this is actually a better time. Like I, I grew up always, like every time I, I went to the mall, I had to leave the mall with my CD. So I, I'm like really training, listening to a whole album, understanding the concept. And I and I hate that albums are not like a trend right now, except for mainstream people, you know. But I, I do like this part of the concepts. And I think it's something that somehow will come back. I hope so. As fashion trends and everything, everything comes back. So... I'm hoping it is the case, but I think we might not appreciate the same way, but we are more exposed to music, mm. you know? Yeah. I think, I, I, I think a lot of people in this day and age, and it could, it could have always been true. 
Um, maybe it's just because I've I've always loved music, but I think a lot of people just hear music, they don't actually listen to it, you know. And I, and I I'm always conscious of that. And I don't know what people think if they, if you're listening, etc. Out there, what do you think? But I just think that you know to actually listen to something, you need to make space. And there's so much distraction around these days. I mean, I, it's even like when you go and sit and watch the TV in the evening, people don't sit, even then, people don't sit and watch TV now. You get half the room are watching the TV. The other half are like looking at their phones like this, kind of yeah. peering over every now and again. They're not really completely focused on that. And I just think, you know, it, it'd be lovely if we, we suddenly got back to people carving out a bit of time in their lives where they just go, do you know what? Now I'm not doing anything else other than putting that needle down on that record or whatever and listening to that for, for 10 minutes or quarter of an hour or even an hour or so. That would be, that would be a marvelous thing. Now noticed from your Instagram stream, etc., that you're also incredibly visual. And, yeah. and you kind of like your, you kind of like your color as well, which I think is fantastic. Uh, we've gone for a nice bright pink here today. Um, what, where does the the visual side come in for, from your point of view? I think it's all about color psychology. Like I've been very strict in like the, the first thing I see in the morning is the first thing I feel like, so I'm gonna wear it, you know. And all of the songs I related them to a certain color. So if you see like my my music videos. And it's very clear each one has its own color and there's a reason why I, I related to that color. Um, so I think that's the visual part of it all. But also I grew up watching tons of music videos. Like I was more into music videos than anything else in the computer. No video games, no playing games. No, I was just into music videos and the storytelling part. So the, the side that I enjoy the most of that are very literal. So... It all starts with what's going on in my life. How do I picture it? How do I picture the whole music video? I'm thinking of all these things as I'm writing the song, which is a little overwhelming sometimes, but it, it just all makes sense. So if you see, like, for example, my music video running out of time, there are certain elements like the disco ball or like the Polaroids that are of other songs from the same EP. It's like I actually like to connect everything even though the songs are really different. For example, Mercy is just a madness uh, and crazy song that is yeah. different to the others. But I also somehow um, combine them all with running out of time. So I actually like to think about a concept. Um, if it's a feeling, how am I going to explode, explode that feeling? You know, if it's frustration, I combine it with religion. I combine it with tons of red stuff. I combine it with the flashy makeup and all that stuff. So it's how can I explode the most, the whole concept, you know? Wow. I'm surprised you didn't go and study film in that, <laughs> in that respect. Do you know what I mean? Because, I mean, kind of what you're talking about there is things like the mise-en-scene, you know, what's in the background and actually those little elements linking one thing to another and that's, that's so important you know if you if people uh who, who don't know or have never studied film either uh, you know some some great directors would put like little bits in one part of a film and it would relate maybe to another story that they've been telling or whatever and it's great and if you know once you once you start seeing them you start to you perhaps even know what's maybe going to happen later on in the film be like little visual clues i love all of that so yeah i'm kind of surprised that you didn't do film and <laughs> but what you were talking about there with the color side of things 
Does that mean like when you get up in the morning, if you're working on a particular project at the moment, it takes you forever to get dressed because you have to think, right, I've got a this no. the, the the energy the energy that is needed for today is orange, for example, or it's got to be burnt orange, and I've got to make sure that I'm in burnt orange today because well, does that just happen naturally? Are you just radiating that kind of energy all the, the time? It's it's just naturally, actually. Like it's just how I wake up. The first thing I see is like this is my mood. So I never plan the outfits. Like if unless it's a photo shoot or a music video, which is a whole thing that is already planned. But I honestly feel like I, I feel like my closet is literally in in colors arranged. Like oh wow, right, So I okay. can it directly. You know, it's it's really it's really simple. But it happens with everything. Like all of the stuff I have with me, somehow it, there's a reason why. And I, li- I like to think that everything is like, there's a reason why for everything in every part of the music, in every movie, as you were saying. I also pay a lot of attention to the film scoring more than the movie, like so- most of the times. So I, I like to-, to see these details. Like I appreciate people thinking about them. So I think that's why I'm really like into those details. And I've been really into fashion. So I try to merge everything, you know, as an artist, you're also a brand. So all these things are crucial um, in, in the development now as an independent artist mostly. Sounds like you could be an incredibly strong businesswoman as well. Have, have you, you know, going forward in your career, where do you, where do you see yourself um, in sort of five years' time? Would you, would you like to have your own fashion brand and your own film company and so on? Because I, I can see in a way that just the music would be a bit limiting for you. Well, I actually uh, like to develop the artistic DNA of different artists and find that influencer DNA too. So I've been working in with several artists, uh, doing their marketing strategies, finding their artistic DNA in the terms of influencer, their social media strategies and stuff. So I see myself having my own agency at some point of my life where I involve in this creative process of other artists. And, you know, I like to be an artist myself too, but I also enjoy a lot developing other artists. So I think it's it must be like a combination of both in order well, you to see it. there you go i knew that you were a, a kindred spirit because you know that's the part that i really love in, as well and just having that conversation with the previous artists that came on that actually a lot of artists these days struggle with the bit beyond the music and getting getting the music produced etc but getting it out there and and having because it's another creative element and actually, it, but it's a different creative element because sometimes you actually have the music produ- production process, et cetera, and they might, they might have like enough energy for the video and, and what they want in the video, et cetera. But that whole piece about how do we now creatively show this brand to the world and continue that and get buy-in in different touch points, that's something that a lot of musicians have never had to think about in the past, but they do now, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what, what's some of the things that you think about when you think about trying to get your brand across to other people? Well, it all starts with social media right now. Like I like every time I'm in the studio, I miss the studio because I my co-producer is at Mexico in Mexico. So when I go back, I'm definitely gonna go back and lock myself there. But what we always do is that I always have a GoPro recording everything, you know, because cool. the part that I enjoy the most besides like being in the studio and recording and my own voice and the backing vocals is the extra instrument stay. 
where we just fine tone, where we get the scenes when we start. And sometimes I just sing a melody on top of what we record. And then all of that process, I love to share it. So I end up creating content about behind the song and behind the lyrics. And then I explain, you know, there's all, always this drama side of like, who did she grab this song about? But it's funny, but it's not the most important thing for me. It's about how the song evolves through myself and how the process is. So I always start with this side, but I also start with the part of like, how do I see the song and explain what I envision for the video? I was not planning to actually do music videos before coming here. We did the three in two days. And that's because I was pretty lucky. I, I found um, a company named Todo Chido. It's a small company in, in Monterrey. I pitched them one video because I was working on another company. And the DOP of that company, we were close friends. And he was like, hey, the company closed. But if you ever want to do a video, and I was like, you don't have to say it again. I want to do a video. So I pitched this to the other company. And they're like, hey, Val, like, we read your proposal. But we actually want to make three music videos. Would you accept doing three music videos for the price of one? And I was like, hell yes, you know. So all this process and how things start to, to happen organically is part of the transparency I want to keep. And then, you know, I merged with having a podcast and talking about the industry, talking about the 20s era, because, you know, it's very different. Like, I think I'm very different when I was 20 than when I'm now 24. It's just four years. But, you know, moving out of my country and stuff, it's a different um, side of the things. You, you see, you just have different perspectives. So I like to be very transparent through that. And then fashion comes. Like, I love to make reels. I love to make content. I love to make content for companies, you know. So I think it's it's all about merging all, all these skills and showing the people what's behind because it's not really common, you know. I love to see Ariana Grande um, putting her back in vocals process or Dua Lipa now for the Barbie song and stuff. That's the thing I was interested in seeing when I was a kid. And there was almost nothing, you know. Yeah. So I like that we are exposed to that now and I want to explore that part mostly. Do, do you think there's a risk, though, with that? And I'm being, I'm being ge genuine here. Do you think there's a risk that with your generation of uh, artists, and I think you're right, you, these are all the things that you need to do in order to, to, to get it right. My generation of musicians, we fudged it, <laughs> okay? We literally started a band or whatever just because, you know, your mate was... Uh, uh, it bought a guitar or whatever and we kind of did it just because it was a bit of fun and no one really took the music bit seriously but then it became a bit serious because you know people started listening to it and whatever and before you knew it you were in the sign band and you were doing all of this stuff but you really hadn't got a clue um, and these days young people like you are so much more switched on and so much more kind of focused on the business side of things as well and what you need to do whatever but is there a risk in all of that that you might either burn out or you know the just the fun element of it isn't there at all but just do you know what i'm saying because actually you know with my generation it was kind of like well we're just actually you see it now a lot with people of my age they're just now getting to the point and you'll see it on social media where they're going i now know what i want to do and i'm 51 <laughs> <laughs> you know, because actually most of your life, you've just been kind of tr trying stuff out and just winging it here or there. People like you, you know exactly what you want to do, right? And you've got it kind of mapped out. But is there an element where, it, you know, it could be 
you could look back and go, I just, I just wish I just hung for a year or two there and just, <laughs> I don't know. I think what is most important for me these days is like to be true to myself in terms of why I actually enjoy doing for me not to burn out. You know, if I'm burned out in the songwriting part, then I'm going to focus on the social media and building my community. But there's also people I work with, some other emerging artists that are like, I don't enjoy creating content, but can you help me? And I'm like, OK, if you don't enjoy and you have that already detected, then deliver it to someone else. Like, you know, because then that's when the burnout comes. We can just. It's hard to do everything by yourself if it's not a full-time job. And of course, it's not a full-time sustainable job right now. So I think that's the delicate line that we have, whether where are we going to focus our energy on knowing what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm weird and I only like to do the whole thing and it's hard for me to, to involve people. In my music videos, for example, I did a whole PDF for them to read about everything that was behind the song and that's how the director put in into image everything i had on my mind and that's when when you realize that you actually need a team so you need to trust other people and be transparent with them too if you want to do everything for yourself by yourself with few time not as a full time it's really hard to get there it's not like those times when you got discovered in youtube and like easily we are there's an over-exploitation of content everywhere, you know, so it's hard to, to, I don't know, like come up, you know? So I think that's the risk right now. Yeah. It's not easy because you have to differentiate yourself, but you can differentiate yourself if you're not enjoying the process either, you know? So what I'm hearing is that you have to have that, you have to outsource, you have to get other people involved. You have to, you have to build a team. You have to know when, when you're, your boundaries are being pushed, etc., so that you, you you don't burn out. But clearly, on the way up, there's not the money there. So, do do you have to be a really skilled people person to do all of this properly, so that you can convince people to come along with the ride for you, with you, if you like? Because ultimately, you're all going to get there together. Do you need to? Do you need to have that skill? Is that a skill set that's really important? I think it's not that important if you're focusing on one or two things, you know, if you believe on your project, you know, I never knew I would have such a huge team for my videos. And it, it, I'd never imagined that before coming to Valencia, but it happens because I believed in my music. And when you show it and you trust some people to listen to it and you believe on them, they believe on it too. And they want to add up, you know, so it's all about mm. hey, we're together. We might not get there easily, but if we get there, we all get rewarded, you know, like it's just about giving credits too. It's about appreciating, being thankful with people. And I think that's a beautiful side of it all because you realize that you're not the only one believing in your own project. You have all these people that want to work with you, even if there is not much money involved yet, you know. So I think that's that's something really beautiful about starting and growing and see how you grow as an artist, but see how also your team grows with you. So, you know, I think... I appreciate that a lot, honestly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of business people uh, who might watch this over the next week or so that could actually learn a thing or two from you. Um, it's important. Collaboration's important. And I think, you know, traditionally, there's been too many people that have just ploughed their own field or shouted their own voice. And that it's their own rhetoric. But actually, you know, getting that belief from other people is so important. And part of that is you shining a light on them at the same time as them shining a light on you, isn't it? It's, it's you know, really all taking that, that leap of faith together, which I think is a wonderful thing. 
I really do think that's a wonderful thing. Um, what are you working on at the moment? Well, right now, I just graduated from my master's, so I've been in Valencia enjoying because I've always been working and studying. Congratulations. So I, yeah. Thank you. I just like settling down. I just got a keyboard and I'm going to go straight back to songwriting. But there's some songs that I have from before that I'm hoping to record in December when I go back to Mexico. So I'm hoping I record five, six songs and start in January with new releases. So I'm just going to be working on them. Yeah. Cool. Now, listen, folks, um, when you when you hear those songs, you will notice that there's they, they end with one chord and the next one starts with the other. And you know where that came from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Credits for you. Definitely. <laughs> will, will, will you be uh, will you be experimenting at all as you as you write these and next set of songs? Is there is there anything that you've been uh, listening to lately or thinking about lately uh, that might influence well, you know, yeah, I've been listening a lot to the 1975 for some reason because I love arrangements. I love a huge band. I love the latest album in particular in terms of that that yes. whole production. Yes, it's huge. So yeah. that's that's gonna be my inspiration. I I want to incorporate more instruments, more extra melodies, and just making it big in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely it's it's very much a soundscape album, isn't it? Um, and. You know what you see that lends itself to actually uh, the one song starting on the chord of another. So there you go. It's all it's all it's all falling into place as we speak. I believe that every single conversation you have with everybody that you meet in life actually leads to something that will will uh, influence in. Maybe I need to just expand my wardrobe in terms of color though, because you've obviously got great vibe in terms of color. I tend to wear black. Um, that's not necessarily the best thing in the world. Um, where can people? listen to your music let's let's give them that so that they can go and explore your music and then uh if you do like it please do spend a bit of money uh for a start stream stream everything multiple times add it to a playlist but if you can do give val some money uh in one shape or form however however she's now going to tell us that you can do that uh because music doesn't grow on trees uh val over to you um where would you like people to connect with you Okay, so you can find in every platform my music as Val. It's easier to put running out of time than album name because, you know, it's it's easier to, to find me. My music You're running out of time. You're running out of time, folks. Instagram, Val Flores G. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, I wish you all the success. Um, I don't think you need it uh, for me particularly because I think actually uh, you're incredibly talented and... I can only see you being successful because of the passion and the determination that you've got and the vision that you've got as well, which is really, really important. Um, and I, I expect in years to come, we'll all be buying Val Flores clothes and, and listening to her music and going to see her at major stadiums throughout the world. Uh, please do listen to her music. And if you agree, then do, uh, do, do let us know. Um, if you've enjoyed this today, then this has been my music with me, Graham and Val here. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed this today, <sighs> shame on you. Uh, and this actually hasn't been my music. It's been an instructional video on how to refill your ballpoint pen. You can now do with this video whatever you like, as long as you share it with other people so that they can listen to it. Uh, until next time, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Val. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye for now.